Welcome to Bible and Stuff, a podcast about the Bible and stuff. I'm Glenn. And I'm Tanner. And this week, we are in our fifth episode of our series, and it's going to be all about deep work. Deep work. Work that's deep. We're going to talk like this the whole time. Maybe maybe Kyle can edit in some like, <laughs> echoey Make us actually sound. Yeah. Deep work nice and deep it's not it's not a i don't know low voice is not something i was blessed with yeah yeah something deep deep something deep maybe uh you think you can also chop up our words so we sound deep when we talk like (laughs) that that that, uh we actually say something that sounds deep and thoughtful uh yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs) we'll do the best we can we'll just (laughs) we'll, we'll give it our best um but in in uh, exciting news, this series, as you know by now, brought to you by Dwell, which we're really yeah. pumped about, uh, thankful for them for sponsoring this, and uh, we'll tell you more about them later. Just kind of recapping, we've we've gone through kind of talking about our general and specific identity, and then um, we took some time uh, to then go into this idea of strongholds, and last week we talked about community. And so mm-hmm. I think all of them really work together, but those last two strongholds and um, community are a great segue into this idea of deep work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you know, the whole series is about you know discovering how you are uniquely wired. There's a lot of things that are generally true across uh, Christianity about us as children of God, and those are great. But there's also another level in which we are all unique, and God has created us with certain abilities or uh, affections and those kinds of things that that we're going to dive into. Um, Now, as you said, the problem with that is this is all broken and marred by sin. (laughs) So unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we're not in the garden where uh, when God made Adam and Eve originally, he said, very good, this is good. But then later t- things turn not good, and so that's that's the reality we live in. Uh, what that doesn't mean is that that goodness is gone forever and completely yeah. like you know ir- irredeemable or, or unable to be brought back up. The reality is that as Christians, we are in this process of being redeemed currently. Yes, one day we will be glorified and have not broken bodies and all that. Finally. Uh, when Jesus comes back. But in the meantime, we're in the process of sanctification. And so basically our our um, thesis for this whole series has been, to, in order to continue that process of sanctification, what it looks like for you to be most faithful is to live into who God has created you specifically to be. Yeah. Now, the sin piece that comes in there, as you mentioned briefly, is uh, strongholds. So we have not grown up in a perfect environment that has nurtured and, and, and helped us, you know, grow and train in who we really are. And there's a lot of ways in which we have uh, backwards thinking or we are, have limited ourselves or thought we needed to be something else or the, all these kinds of things yeah. that, we, that we, you know, dove into that week. So then so that kind of leads into what we're talking about this week. But we also took a, took a week to talk about community because that's such an important piece of 
breaking out of strongholds, of being um, encouraged and called out in the discovery of those things, of you, you, you trying something and someone being like, hey, I, I think you are uniquely gifted at this uh, and it's worth spending more time on and developing. And so that's kind of the recap of where we've been so far. When we got to community, we said that that looks like drawing near to Christ, holding fast to Christ, but then ultimately once we're you know we're all doing those things or trying our best we're stirring each other up we're yeah. we're encouraging one another we're sometimes correcting one another but at the end of the day we're trying to bring out the best of each other and trying to help those around us and them help us live into who God has made us to be no it's it's so good um i've really enjoyed this series so far on a personal <laughs> note and this week is probably the week where I'm like, okay, <laughs> not because it's bad, but even just in the subject matter, we've worked it around deep work. You yeah. know, it's going to, going to take some effort. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's where the rubber meets the road, really. I mean, I think when we talked about strongholds, there was some of that of like, Hey, it takes work and effort and, uh, you know, some, some deep thought to really start to pull these things apart. But that's kind of what we're doubling down on this week. Okay. What does that actually look like? What is, uh, what does this deep work really consist of? So let me say the full thing, which is what we're actually, uh, proposing here is that you can find your unique wiring, your unique purpose through doing deep work over time in community. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that that is um, straight from from Matt Chandler, who I've referenced a few times as we've done this series. But I want to walk through each of those and kind of see what we mean in that in that whole sentence. Uh, but yeah, we'll start with yeah. with deep work. So deep work, as you would kind of guess, <laughs> is this uh, slow, quiet, thoughtful work in, in mm. trying to discover who God has made me to be, what God would have for me, and the ways in which uh, maybe I'm holding myself back or I'm thinking incorrectly about some things. The problem with that, with those three things, is we live in a world that's the complete opposite. Yeah. Slow, quiet, yeah. thoughtful, but we live in a world that's actually fast, loud, and pretty shallow most of the time. And so... it you're at a consistent disadvantage to try to do this work. And the, that's the, why we bring it up is because you have to be purposeful about it or it just won't happen. You know, what's crazy is I, I think uh, I had never really experienced like anxiety <laughs> before yeah. Yeah. until I, I think I got to this point where, <clears throat> you know, I'm getting older and I, uh, again, this is identity is not tied in the job you have or anything like that it's about yeah. who you are but I, I still in discovering and trying to figure all of that out i still have people asking me like what do you want to do with your life and uh i get anxious because i think i need to know right now i need to have everything figured out yeah uh it's this this anxiety of it has to come quick i have to figure it out um fast and and not thinking okay i should i should take some time mm -hmm. <laughs> to think pray observe like really 
really dive into uh, my life experience, I guess, is the the best way for me to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the section after the break, I do want to go into even more practicalities of what, what it looks like to do that. But um, I do want to I think you're absolutely right. And I want to just say briefly, uh, this probably does look like setting aside some like real chunks of time to work through this stuff. Yeah. It, it, it may include going away for a day and processing and writing and journaling and praying and reading the Bible. Um, but it also includes just everyday <laughs> spiritual disciplines of reflecting of what am I feeling right now? What am I, you know, maybe misbelieving right now that isn't quite true. And, and so there is this, you know, gradual way in which we can we can do deep work but i think if you aren't devoting some real level of time to it you're probably not gonna gonna cover as much ground as you would like to yeah and here's the thing i think everybody wants to avoid it and like me included and i'm and i'm kind of a uh self-reflective like overindulger (laughs) but so here's the illustration i came up with i uh recently had this problem with my shoulder uh and so my doctor recommended this basically it's like kind of like physical therapy and chiropractic put together uh it's called a rosti i think um and i had a really good experience with it but uh, I mean, well, let me say this. I had really good results from it, <laughs> but what it consisted of is, you know, him checking me out and kind of figuring out where the, the pain points were and where, you know, different things that might be contributing to that. And then him applying pressure to specific parts in order to make them better. I mean, I don't know all the science behind it. It's increased blood yeah. flow. It's blah, 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 you know, different things. And there may be people listening who know this and they're like, yeah, it's all bull but it it worked <laughs> so i will say i i feel better uh and it, it helped a ton but it it involved him being quite forceful with some yeah. spots that were quite tender and yeah. that is basically what this process is like <laughs> it's it's digging up and not just for the sake of poking at stuff and making yourself upset but for the sake of healing for the sake of kind of finding the broken pieces of yourself and and putting some things back together you have to be real you have to endure that and i don't i don't know about you but i know people who i just feel like have avoided that for a long 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 time it's hard to ever have a serious conversation with them and what happens when when you're like that and that's an extreme right i think all of us avoid it to some degree and you have to wrestle with that but i think some people avoid it at all costs <laughs> um but what you'll see happen is they'll hit walls they don't get to avoid the 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 pitfalls and all the yeah. struggles that we all go through but they never go through it they just go up to it and they hit it and then they kind of pull back and maybe they change some things and rearrange some things and try to tighten down and, and strap everything in. And then they're going to hit that wall again eventually, but they never actually go through the process of wrestling through this with God and, and seeking to understand and being quiet and thoughtful over a period of time to realize what, what is going on here and how do I, how do I get to the other side of it? Yeah. 
yeah i that's tough it's uh, i think that is going to be probably the biggest hurdle uh for anybody listening who's trying to work through this stuff mm-hmm. um i i think you even had considered doing like an entire series on this at one point yeah um and what what were you gonna call the uh what were you gonna call it well there's a book um by saint john of the cross it's called the dark night of the soul mm, yeah yeah and that's i mean that's essentially what he's talking about is we all go through these periods that are usually growth periods like it's usually where we we make up a lot of ground as christians in the sanctification process um but they're very very hard <laughs> they're very yeah, job like yeah. right we i think we've referenced that previously in this series they're very much this this wrestling and this frustration and this uh sorrow most of the time because it's it's dealing with a lot of the things we talked about in strongholds it's dealing with those words and wounds that have been around for so long and you just try yeah. to keep them covered up but you've never let them let them heal up um it's dealing with uh, unmet expectations of I really thought I should be here by now and I'm not. And so now I don't know who I am or what I am or um, if God cares about me at all. You know, yeah, it's dealing yeah. with um, there's a comparison level to that where it's like, well, that person got these things that I wanted, but I didn't get those things that I wanted. So is, is God a bad distributor of blessing or or, you know, all that? It's, so there's there's yeah yeah i was just gonna say maybe it's i know it's a touchy word but it's almost like a deconstruction of yourself kind of looking back breaking down what you've been through what does it mean how do i move past it Mm -hmm. um and maybe that's not the best word but like reflection um yeah sometimes it's what you believe about yourself sometimes it's what you believe about god sometimes it's what you believe about other people um you may just not really trust god at the end of the day you may just um, you may, you know, if you're a worrier, you may be, you know, that kind of person who can't take risks Says I can't really count on God to provide for me. So I have to try to, to white knuckle all this stuff. Um, so yeah. it, may, it may be something with God. It may be something with yourself. Like you've just been put down over and over and over again, and you don't believe you have it in you. You think you're worthless. Yeah. And so you live a, a worthless life. Um, not that your life is actually worthless, but you know what I mean? You live a, a very, uh, stunted life because that's the identity that you've been given from other people and it's not true yeah and then sometimes it's others you just believe maybe others are better than you or you know what i mean maybe other people are winners and you're not a winner or or you believe everyone's out to get me like people just really don't care about me which you know for the most part probably isn't true there probably are some people who love you or are invested with you and unfortunately it's not always the people it should be like it may not, yeah, it may not yeah. be your parents or, you know, wh- whoever. Um, but, but there are people and we need others to help us work through this stuff. So obviously that, that one seems like it's a big thing to overcome because there's just yeah. kind of negativity built into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this process isn't, this process isn't just about going through the negative things, right? Yeah. Oh, and I didn't put this in my notes, but I I don't know. I always get a little worried when I feel like maybe I'm talking too theoretical. And so I'll just kind of share a little bit of like what this experience has looked like for me. Um, And so deep work for me, like some of the things I have discovered about myself is 
man, I live and die on the approval of others. Like if, if someone says good job, like I'm soaring. But if someone's like, Hey, you dropped the ball here, then it just tears me down, uh, completely. And yeah, so I just put way too much stock in that. Uh, if I'm, if I'm trying to, um, live up to what someone else would want me to be or, or, you know, has, has asked of me. Um, so that's a big part of it that I've had to wrestle with. Um, I have had to wrestle with, and there's like, so that on one hand, that's like a wound part, but on the other hand, it's like, it's a sinful part of me that wants to, um, control and, uh, control situations by acting in such a way that I present myself in such a way that will elicit certain actions from other people. Right. So like, I know if I break all my boundaries and I do X, Y, and Z at my job, then I will get more praise from the people in charge or they will trust me more. And therefore I'll have access to this thing or whatever. It's, it's always stuff like that. So it's, it's very manipulative on my end. It's also very prideful because I want people to look at me and be like, Oh wow. Like Tanner's really, killing that or Tanner's really like doing well here. I want, I want to be admired. Uh, and so, you know, I had a friend, I had a friend, a uh, conversation rather with a friend recently. And that was kind of where we ended up. And I, it was very helpful for me, which was <clears throat> if I get to the end of my life and I'm faithful, I've been faithful. I've done what God has asked of me and wanted of me, but nobody notices Am I okay with that? Like if I'm not then praised for my faithfulness. Uh, And so it's just, it's this process of rooting out all these ways in which they're really slippery and sideways. Like they're not often these huge, obvious, like, man, you just really want to do this sin real bad. It's, it's a good intention sometimes, but they just get a little sideways and, uh, so yeah, it's it's rooting out those things and it's rooting out all these ways in which um I want things that aren't really promised me, right? Yeah. Like Jesus gives us himself. But the problem is there's a lot of ways in which I'm constantly asking for more than just Jesus. I'm asking for, you know, money or acknowledgement or whatever. There's all these things that we want that even sometimes we can convince is what what God wants for us or what I really need in order to feel loved by God or whatever. But, but that's none of that's guaranteed or promised or the point. The point is yeah. growing in faithfulness to Christ and growing in relationship with him. And so that's, that's what a lot of this looks like. And it, it comes in a million different forms, but that's practically what it's been for me for a little while. No, that's, that's really good. That last part made me think of, um, that citizen song joy to be um well which is basically just reflecting on paul i I think uh but the idea that the more of him we have in us the less of ourselves we really think of Mm -hmm. um yeah that's good it's tough but it's good (laughs) it's very very tough so the other two pieces of this is over time so what i want to say there is this is not a hey i'm gonna work on this for a month and then i'm done yeah, this is a lifelong process, which is, if you're like me, kind of frustrating, because <laughs> I'd like to just cover it and then be able to move on, um, yeah. and then have that perfect life that I want. Um, but that's not how it works. God is continually sanctifying us until the very 
last day, um, whether that's us dying or him or him coming back. So it's being patient. That's what you really need to do there. Um, and, and the other thing is with this deep work, with discovering who you want to be, you're not trying to create some master plan that like I have every detail, every I dotted and T crossed on now until I die. Um, but you're looking for a general direction. Uh, you're looking yeah. for how God has gifted you and um, the things God is working with you, th- working through you to overcome, all that stuff. It's it's a general direction of, I know I'm pointing the ship this way. <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah. know every you know issue or stop that's going to come between here and the in the destination um and there's a couple reasons for that one that plan will inevitably not turn out the way that you hoped it would it will fall apart uh and when it falls apart you likely won't then have the the gusto to want to put a new one together um so you're you're heading in a direction knowing that there's going to be a lot of speed bumps. Um, and it also means that you have to trust in God, know that he's ultimately in control. And even if there's some zigs and zags along the way, that he is the one that's actually in control of, of all the stuff that happens to you. Yeah. And I think we, we hit some on that during our you on purpose episode and, yeah. and even some of the other ones where we were talking about like David and, and being a shepherd and how all of those, uh, things he experienced in the field kind of led to this climactic event with you know yeah. Goliath and everything that that idea that like yeah we have that general direction we have these things that we are pointing towards and then when we get to the end we get to look back and see oh yeah you know that path that I navigated like this this really formed you know who I am and and what my purpose was and um yeah I, I love that idea of you don't really get to know everything until you get to the end and look back yeah i love I, and hate it but. hindsight's 2020 <laughs> after i had that yeah. conversation with that friend recently he he sent me this quote which was uh john flavel it's the providence of god is like hebrew words that can only be read backwards i don't speak mm. hebrew so i didn't know that was a thing but apparently <laughs> you read it you read it backwards to kind of figure out what's going on there uh and that's what it's like when when god works you you can look in the reverse, Job can look back at the end of the book and see, oh, that's what you were doing through the whole book. But in the middle of the book, he's going, I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> these things are working out the way that they are. Um, so the last piece uh, is in community, the deep work over time in community. And the reason we need that, is, as we've said before, uh, the thing about blind spots is that you can't see them. You yep. you can't, no matter how hard you try, that's why they're called blind spots. And so you need other people to help point those out and say, hey, I think, think maybe you're going to go awry over here. But also, there may be things about you that you don't immediately recognize you're good at, or you don't immediately recognize that maybe God has gifted yeah. you in some way here. And so you need other people to call that out and encourage. So that's the view of yourself, but you also need people to to help you Make sure you see God correctly, right? Because yeah. like, like I was saying earlier, we're really tempted to twist it all the time of God's not really good in this specific way in my life or that thing is maybe 
I'm not actually believing that to be true, even though I know in my head that it is. Um, so like, you know, like I've talked about this previously. It's like struggling with this idea of like, well, I am what I do, right? Like I am what yeah, I can yeah. achieve. And so at my core, if I'm not careful, I start to believe that and function in that way of, oh, that really is how the world works. I know that's not what God says. I know God, you know, uh, you know, uses the underdog and all this stuff. But I'm just like, hey, you know what? It's it's all what you can make of it. And if you can't make anything of it, well, then you're worthless. Uh, <laughs> and that's a very, as you can imagine, unhelpful way to think. Uh, is, I'm normally not that blatant in my mind about it, but that's kind of the the rut that I get back in if I'm if I'm not careful. So we need others for correction. We need others for encouragement. Ultimately, we need other people just to love us. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. through other people that we get to um, see a visible expression of God's love for us. Because uh, there are people out there. If you find a community, uh, you know, possibly, probably, hopefully, at a local church that will love you despite the middle part of the story that you're in, right? Like you're not at the end where everything right. makes sense. <laughs> you're in the middle of it where you're going, I don't understand this. I'm frustrated. I'm upset about this. Uh, I'm mad about this. And they're going to go, you know, I'm, I'm here with you and I love you. And I uh, know we don't have it all figured out right now, but that's okay. We'll, we're, we're getting there. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, that just reminds us, how God is towards us when other people uh, are able to do that as well. Another way that we can remember how God has loved us and, and views us is by using dwell Bible. <laughs> that, that is one way. Uh, well, reading Man. the Bible in general is great, uh, but dwell does bring a unique, uh, a unique experience that I really enjoy. Yeah, and we've talked about a lot of different uh, features and things that they have in there. And recently, I had come across one of the playlists. They have tons and tons of different playlists is what they call them. And yeah. they're really collections of scripture uh, throughout the Bible that kind of have this this one theme or one idea. And so there is one that's labeled Sleep to the Sayings of Jesus mm. uh, and it's exactly what you would think it is. Uh, it is a, a time for you to kind of play this as you're drifting off to sleep. And it's a collection of all of the sayings of Jesus, uh, the red letters, uh, if you will. Mm. And it it is played behind whatever kind of soothing music you want <laughs> in the background. Uh, so it's it's just this great way to kind of have this truth poured over you as you are drifting off to sleep yeah yeah it's, it's it's something worth trying especially if you're that kind of person who just needs some noise to go to sleep and dwell is far and away the best audio bible experience i've ever had they have tons of voices they have all the translations you would want um like you said they have different background musics that you can do you can set up time in between chapters to reflect or pray or any of that stuff it's it is um, better than any of the other ones that I've tried. And because of that, you're going to use it more. It's, it's yeah. worth the small investment because it, you're just going to get more use out of it. And you're going to enjoy the experience a lot more. And so if you want to check out Dwell, to get started, you can go to dwellapp.io slash Bible and stuff. And when you do that, you're able to get 
10% off a yearly subscription or 30% off of Dwell for Life. If you take that 30% off, that means you're saving $60. So make sure you go to visit dwellapp.io slash Bible and stuff. So we have done a lot of talking around all these different ideas of how to do this deep work and everything. Uh, but I think, as always, it's helpful to have some kind of practical way about going through this stuff. And so uh, I know that one of the things that you've done uh, or that you've you've worked through some is this idea of a life plan. Yeah. Um, and so maybe maybe we can talk a little bit about what that looks like and how it correlates to this idea of um, our identity. Yeah. I, so a life plan. There's a few organizations that I know of that do them. Uh, everyone's looks a little different. I did one a, a long time ago at this point <laughs> uh, through Donald Miller. I don't think he offers it in that exact same form anymore, but I'm, I think his new book um, is essentially a rehashing of, of this same, these same ideas. Um, and, and then there's another organization called uh, Patterson, Patterson Center, I think that does, you know, they do strat ops for businesses and stuff like that. Strategic operations. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I know you've been getting out of me for abbreviating things. Uh, but then they also do life plan for individuals. And I think they have different plans where you can either, you know, go to a retreat or maybe they, they also offer an online version. Uh, they used to, I'm, I'm not sure what their current uh, menu looks like, but all that to say, the basics of a life plan I can try to walk through here and maybe that'll helpful, but I do encourage you if that's something you're interested in, if it's something you think that would be very helpful to spend some money, go, go through a plan that someone has set up, um, that's going to cause you to spend some time and actually, you know, work through it step by step. But essentially what a life plan is helping you do is it's helping you back up, look at your whole life, identify the turning points in your life and then discover the theme that comes out of, of those turning points. So hmm. here's what all that lingo means. <laughs> turning points are moments in your life that like, it, it's not necessarily um, when you got married or when you had your first child or whatever those may be it. But really what it is, is it's moments that shifted the way that you viewed the world. Um, when I was a kid, this happened to me and that was a big yeah. thing that, that was a point where I was headed in this direction and I turned, um, because now I saw the world differently. Maybe I didn't see it as safe anymore or, or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. and then when I got older, you know, I had this experience, um, and that, that shifted me in this way. And so it's, it's a taking a step back. I'm, I call it like the map and the magnifying glass, right? So it's like taking a step back and like putting your whole life on a map and kind of seeing like, here's the journey I've been on so far. And here's, here's the, you know, five, six, seven, eight major events that, that have shifted that journey yeah. as I've gone along. And then the magnifying glass is going up to those and say, okay, what happened here? What changed in me? How did that shift the way I see the world? How is that affecting me currently? Um, and these aren't all necessarily bad things either, by the way. Um, I, I don't want to 
painted that it's only looking at the really horrible things that sometimes it's looking at the really great things that happen to you man yeah. I, I got this opportunity when i was in college and it's not something i really would have sought out but I, I discovered something there that was uh you know that I hadn't previously noticed and that's changed everything I've done since then has now been geared towards, you know, engineering or, or whatever that thing sure, was sure. that you found. Um, you know, if you're a Christian, there, there's likely some of your salvation story in there, right? Like I, there, there were things awakened in me here that have changed my entire life. But if you've been a Christian for long enough, you also know that your life continues to, to change. Maybe not to that magnitude that, uh, you know, your initial uh, salvation experience had, but you're going to continue to, God's going to continue to move and shift things as you, as you go forward. And so, yeah, it's the map of seeing all those big turning points. It's the magnifying glass of identifying what, what happened there. And then it's mm. really determining the theme that kind of runs through all of these um for the negative experiences not all of it but part of it is basically seeing this is maybe sounds like a shallow way to say it but it's kind of seeing what good may have happened from those right like we talked about words and wounds previously if you have a wound there is an there is a silver lining to that, right? There is a, oh, I experienced this, uh, and maybe it's not always a direct one-to-one -one like this, but it's I experienced this. Now I can minister to people who have also been through that experience because I know yeah. what it's like. It may not be that crystal clear, but sometimes it may be because this thing happened to me. God used that in this way, right? It's a, it's very much that, that verse in Romans, he uses all things together for the good of those who uh, believe in him. And so... There are these things that were very, very grim at the time, just like Job, like really horrible things happened to him. But now you can look back and say, you know, that sucked. Like, I'm not yeah. saying like, oh, it's all great now. But I see how that set me up to, to now be who I am and where I'm at and uh, with the talents and abilities and, and the heart that I have now. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really good. I mean, I, as you were talking through that, I my head was just spinning of all all the different things that I've been through and and how they have worked together to create kind of the person I am today. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of those are painful, but the experience left me with something that um, was meaningful. Uh, mm -hmm. It wasn't just for not. Um, so yeah, that's a it's a good thing to to process and and think through yeah and at the end like i said you're, you're trying to discover a theme which is that kind of general direction of life that you're headed in it's not you know this perfect plan but for, for me what that looked like was i discovered that i really out of all the different things i've done all the different things that have happened to me i really enjoy helping other people grow I want to help other people grow and I want to help other people grow in such a way that they can start to, I, I've always hated, I've always tried to figure out what this word is. I think sometimes I say achieve, but I don't, I don't love the baggage that comes with that word for me, but that helps people start to unlock the dreams that God has put inside of them um, that maybe they have doubted that they could ever see happen or that they have never quite had the courage to chase or any of that thing. So I, 
I want them to see how they're uniquely wired. That's part of the reason I enjoy this series so much. And I was, you know, such a, uh, pest about like, Hey, we should do this. We should talk about this. We should do this thing. Uh, because that's what I'm really passionate about. And so what that means for me is that everywhere I am. So it, it, you know, it may mean later in life, I'm some life coach or something like that. I don't think that's necessarily, uh, the job description I want sure. or will end up with. Like maybe it means that, but what, what it really means for me now is in all the positions I'm in, I want to be a person that helps other people um, develop and grow and yeah. see things about themselves that maybe they didn't believe before. And now that unlocks some potential in them that wouldn't have otherwise been unlocked. And so that's the thing that really gets me excited. I, that means I care a lot about company culture where I'm at. I care a lot about making sure people are cared for wherever I'm at. Like those are the things that that get me excited. And so on one hand, that informs the decisions I make, that informs the jobs I would or wouldn't apply for, that informs the, uh, the churches I would or wouldn't go to. Um, but on the other hand, it tells me that even if I end up in a situation that I didn't really plan on ending up with, uh, here's a, a way that I think God has uniquely gifted me or wired me, yeah. and I can do that wherever. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's not like it's... Yeah, your job doesn't restrict you from doing that. Yeah, you know? like you can, it, no matter what situation you're yeah, in. Yeah, even if if that if that's not specifically in my job description, I can be yeah. a positive influence in that way, yeah. and it's it's only going to positively impact the scenario that I'm in. It's not like someone's going to be like, "Hey, quit encouraging people, quit, yeah. <laughs> quit, quit helping other How people develop <laughs> skills and things like that." Yeah, that's not a thing. So so. All of this is fine and dandy. It's great to talk about, but when it comes to reality, like how how do we how do we start? Like what do we do to get into this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I am definitely one of those people that's like if I can't do it perfect, I'd rather just not do it at all. And so stuff like this becomes very overwhelming of like, well, now I have to figure out what the perfect job is for me or what the, you know, perfect place for my family to live is or whatever you know every decision you have to make then I, I become really uh stressed out about like is yeah. this lining up exactly with what I think God wants me to do or have for me and that's paralyzing like that's not going to really get you anywhere and so my advice as many wise people have said before me is just do something right like don't yeah. don't make a stupid decision and, and do something that you think is completely different than what you should be doing but take one step in that direction right if you do uh give me a job glenn give me like an aspirational uh cartoon animator <laughs> okay if you want to be a cartoon <laughs> animator it's not uh it's not man i'm gonna go you know i'm i'm a 20 year old in college, I'm going to go fill out all these applications for head animator at Disney or whatever. Like it's not, that's not going to happen. Um, and maybe that's a goal that you have one day, but just take one step in that direction. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take this class that I wasn't really planning on taking, but I think I would enjoy it. I think it's going to help me develop some skills that maybe can get me into an entry level or an internship or just start down that direction. Here's why I say that one even if you got the perfect thing, you're probably wrong about it. 
Like you're like the dog with the fire truck. Once you get it, you don't really know what to do with it because it's often through that journey of just doing the next right thing that you discover more and more what what you're good at and what you're not good at and what you're passionate about and what you're not passionate about. And so you may start out with, I want to be head animator at Disney. And you may end up in, actually, I want to have my own video production company that, you know, does this really boutique thing that doesn't look anything like kids' gar- cartoons or whatever. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm falling all over the metaphor here. But you get the idea, like, you may discover that actually working for a big corporation like Disney it, it does not appeal to me at all because I'm very also very passionate about this thing or you know uh and I don't know, how can I marry those worlds or whatever so it, it becomes this discovery process but you will not discover anything if you don't do anything yeah, if you become yeah. overwhelmed and paralyzed you will not take in any new information you will not try anything out that you can go, oh, you know what? I know it's not that anymore. And so, yeah, you have to just start somewhere. Two other quick things. You're going to mess that up. Like, you're going to make a decision. You're like, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you know, a haggard I, I took that job. Shouldn't have took that job. I, I was in that relationship. Shouldn't have been in that relationship. Those kinds of things. God still works through those. As we've talked about in Life Plan, like, in, in the hindsight, there's still purpose there. Yeah. Even if you feel like maybe that's a bit of a setback, one step back, you know, two step backwards for every one step forward, like th- there's still a reason that those things happened. And th- there's still again like information, there's there's um knowledge you can gain from that. There's wisdom you can gain from that and growth you can experience through that that wouldn't have otherwise happened. So God's going to work through even your mess ups. So that relieves a lot of the stress if you can really truly believe that. And then, two, there's, like, that old adage of, like, how do you eat an elephant? She's, like, one bite at a time. Like, you just, yeah. <laughs> you just uh, there's this book on writing called by, Bird by Bird, and the whole illustration is um, her brother, as a kid, had to do this report on, like, all these, it was, like, 100 birds or something, I don't know. And it was, he, like, put it off, and it was, like, due the next day, and they realized, like, oh, I've got to write you know, 2,000 words on all the birds in the Amazon or something. And he's just, like, sweating and flabbergasted, like, how do I, how am I ever going to accomplish this? And his dad's just like, bird by bird, buddy. (laughs) Like, just start (laughs) with one bird and then do the next bird and then do the next bird. Um, And that's how life, that's what writing is like, she she says. But that's what life is like. (laughs) It's just take it one thing at a time, bird by bird. Bird by bird. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I think we we definitely see this idea um, in life, but we also see it portrayed in the Bible. Um, it is everything that we're saying isn't extra biblical. It's it's biblical, too. <laughs> yeah. I think these principles are, are true in Scripture. Uh, one that lends itself to this really well is the parable of the talents. Right. So. The story is this uh, master gives one guy five talents and one guy two talents and one guy one talent. And he basically is like, hey, take care of this stuff. And then he leaves town. And then when he comes back, the guy with five talents is like, hey, I, I turned this into ten. Guy with two is like, turn this into four. And the guy with one was like, I was a little worried. Uh, and he says something weird like, I knew you to be a hard person who reaps where you didn't sow. 
uh, to which the master's like, well, if you thought I reaped where I didn't sow, then why did you not do anything? Like if you were thought, if you thought of this person out here gathering stuff that's not even mine, but I gave you something that is mine, why didn't you invest it at all? You should have at least taken it to the bank, got some interest on it, basically what he says. Yeah. And so he's very frustrated with this one person um, and he takes his talent and he gives it to the guy that has 10 because he's, he's being faithful to what he was given. And so there's a, a way to read this and that seems very harsh. And I think it is, you know, intended to be a warning. It's not, it, it's not just, it doesn't just appear harsh. It kind of it is supposed to be uh, a bit of a wake up call for those of us. It's like, listen, you may feel like you've only been given one talent and, and Joe has been given five, but we're still called to be faithful with, what we have been given. Uh, We're still called to invest the time and talents and resources that God has blessed us with because it's all his, right? We're just, we're just stewarding it. We're just in charge of it. And we're supposed to make something of that for the good of the kingdom uh, and to the glory of God. And so whatever it is that you've been given, even if right now you feel like it's really, really small, God is calling you to start to invest that. And eventually you'll see dividends come back. Uh, and it may be like the stock market where you see some crashes, <laughs> but eventually, um, you know, at the end, at the end of it all, if you play the long game, you're probably going to end up reaping um, where you sowed again for the glory of God. I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about uh, only like monetary gains, gains yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That, that's not really even the point I'm making. You will, experience more of Jesus, you will have done more good in the world and more things uh, for his kingdom to to see new Christians, to see new life, to see things about your community redeemed that used to be broken and and see things restored all around you. That's, that's what we're called to do. We're called to invest what we have uh, for the good of others and because yeah. we, we love and serve God. I love it, man. Well, I think... Big takeaway is one: don't wait, <laughs> don't don't hesitate, get started. Yeah. Our series isn't over, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't start uh, <laughs> digging into this stuff now. Hopefully, you've been doing that as we've been working through these. But take some time, really think through uh, your experiences, what you've been through. Um, really try to hone in on those life-changing events for you, uh, the things that have formed you into who you are, and take some time to start figuring out a life plan, a life mission, what what it is you are feeling called to accomplish. Um, and yeah, uh, keep keep that parable of the talents in mind because it's biblical and uh, we're, we're being called to do something with what we've been given. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, like we said, we have uh, one more episode in the series that will be coming out soon. Keep listening in for that uh, and and keep up the work on really figuring out who you are and what your uh, identity is through Christ. Peace. The Bible and Stuff podcast is a production of Bible and Stuff. We do more than just podcasts, so if you want to know more about something we've covered on the show, just visit our website at bibleandstuff.com. Our show is hosted by Tanner Britt and Glenn Brand, and our theme music is by The Sing Team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.